Welcome back. We're we are here, James. We are ready to go. I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. How are you feeling? I'm great. I just chugged a bunch of Coca-Cola and I'm on a sugar high. And Ooh. so we gotta finish this before I come down. Before that crash. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of crash, did I tell you about a little um journey I had last weekend? Two weekends ago now, I guess. Oh, like uh, like on your bike through a park or something? No, uh, actually driving a car into Minneapolis to grab some breakfast after the delightful Zach and Jamie wedding. Delightful. Delightful. We went underneath the bridge, and as we were under the bridge, a bird came down, a big-ass bird came down and hit our windshield and cracked it all up. Oh, snap. You know, now now that you talk about this, I do remember you telling me about this. I did, yeah, I did inform you about that. Now that I remember, but it was it was kind of traumatizing. Not traumatizing, but it uh, it shook us. You know, we were a little bit shooken, pretty shooketh after that. Hmm. I've been telling you guys all along, all along, birds are no good. I can't think of a single good reason that birds exist like they carry flus around yet they eat bugs but so do spiders like what is the purpose of birds yeah so like like windshield did it just like go through the windshield or did it just crack it it cracked it uh luckily it didn't go through it but it cracked it real good had to get a full replacement yeah i know i know he's pretty heavy plus like is there any, like, residue, like, yellow streaks yep. on the windshield? Yeah, there's definitely a clear know. spot where he hit, not just where he cracked it, but... So, what was he okay? No idea. No idea? He didn't see? No idea. It oh, happened man. so fast. Man. Did you, like, call Elmo? No, but we did call Grover. Oh, okay. Okay, what about Snuffleupagus? Does he know? Is he next? Up? Was he on the... I didn't well, have I guess, the heart. No, you didn't see him. Yeah, you didn't have his, his like, his emergency contact info. Yeah. And even if I did, I couldn't... I know those two were tight. I couldn't, I couldn't be the bearer of bad news. Nope. Well, I'm sorry they had to go through that. I'm very sorry to Big Bird that he got hit by your car. Um, but this is a fantasy football podcast, so I think we better get back into some more lighthearted fantasy news. I completely agree. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to put this in the past and be done with birds forever. So are you just not allowed to watch any Michael Keaton movies now? No Michael Keaton movies. That, oh man. Yep, not Spider-Man Homecoming, not Birdman, not even uh, Batman. You know, that looks too much like a bird. Yeah. Are are bats a little better than birds for you or same same thing? Uh, They're both flying things. They're not Mm. any better. What about like planes? Are you scared of those? Planes are okay. What about like small planes? Um... Like the ones that land on lakes and stuff. Those ever freak you out? I've never been in one, but I probably wouldn't get in it. Probably a good call. <laughs> what are some other Michael Keaton movies? <clears throat> other Michael Keaton where he's a bird? Oh. I don't know. Um, the other guys. He's a bird in that movie? No. But he is, he is a Bed Bath & Beyond manager, though. So there's that. Oh, right. Yeah. The one who doesn't know anything about TLC. <laughs> yep. Hey, man, don't... Let's, uh, let's stop chasing waterfalls here. And uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on to some league news. Well, guys, I've been talking about it for a while, but I'm finally getting to it. The database will be posted 
as of Wednesday night, um, I'm going to have it up on the WordPress page. It's going to have the 2019 season data in there and everything updated. So be on the lookout for that. Um, might be able to have it in sooner than Wednesday, but no later than Wednesday night. That will be available for everybody. On our other league news item, we will be figuring out a uh, contingency plan in the case that COVID prevents the NFL from playing like a full season or fantasy season. Um, did yeah, we're not not really sure how we're gonna deal with that. Um, there's some suggestions with Sean doing a, a potential Madden simulation league. Um, anything to add? Yeah, we'll just put together some ideas of what we want to do. You know, if the season gets canceled four weeks in, you know, are we going to treat that differently if it gets canceled 13 weeks in? You know, how are we going to handle that? Um, we still need to make a decision on the IR spots. So uh, we'll be just putting together some ideas on how to handle those and and send that out to the group so everyone knows uh, with enough time ahead of the draft in case there are any draft implications. Uh, we'll make sure to get that out to everybody. Now with that fantasy league news out of the way, we transition to our actual football NFL news. Woohoo! Well, everybody, some good news came out this week. The NFL and the NFLPA signed an agreement. And we will, in fact, be having an NFL season this year. Uh, we kind of knew that was coming, but it's good to know that they officially agreed and you know start to put together some contingency plans of their own. So we will be having a season. Uh, again, there's no preseason this year. And we'll just keep an eye on for what that means. But it looks like we will have football and we will have fantasy football. Yeah, I'm very... Uh very happy that like I guess you know we were kind of expecting it but they're able to they were able to come to a agreement there uh, one of the pieces they agreed on was the opt-out clause for players which uh, I believe that the deadline for players to opt out for the whole season is August 3rd um, and we already had one person I believe the one of the starting linemen for the Kansas City Chiefs um, is opt has opted out for this year um, and as that you know August 3rd deadline comes closer there probably will be a few more players so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, just one other piece of NFL news the Washington team is now the Washington football team that is the name that they're going by temporarily until they get their new name approved and I believe I saw a report that they're going with just some generic jerseys. Um, helmets are just going to have the players' numbers on them. They're sticking with the same color scheme, but they are now the Washington football team. Man, I can't believe that that's – like, I thought that was a joke when, you know, people were saying it, and that's actually what's going to be happening. Yeah, hopefully uh, they can get that legal dispute figured out so we can get a, a new cool – football team out there with the new logo and mascot and everything meanwhile this will be a very very interesting time which i mean already was with all the coronavirus stuff but be a very interesting time to talk about in future years about hey remember when uh when washington didn't have a name yeah a little trivia fact for the future there mm -hmm. well i think that's going to wrap it up for nfl news Gonna jump over to the crazy stat of the week. All right, James, you got your squat ready? Yep, yep. We learned we learned from our mistakes, and we're now now in the full squat. Well, this week we got the chance to talk to Brandon Hubbard, one of the expansion teams from last season. And so I what thought, a guy. what a guy, he's a great guy. I figured that we would have a crazy stat kind of on the theme of expansion teams. So we added Jake and Jackson back in 2016. 
And then we added Brandon and Matt Zabel in 2019, this last season here. So for these expansion teams, in their first season, none of them were able to win a game in week eight going 0-4. And in those games, they averaged 83.2 points. Very low number. The following season, the expansion teams were 2-0 and in week eight, averaging 107.1 <laughs> an increase of almost 24 points. So it, it appears that uh, week eight was a little troubling for first-year players, but watch out that second year. So the teams that are going to be facing off against Matt and Brandon in, in week eight this next season better watch out. You know, that actually is very good to know. Um, so when we're, when we're making the schedule, we can just make sure to keep hitting that randomize button until we're – uh, at least I am not playing either of them in week yeah. eight. Yeah, maybe put Zach there or something. Sounds good. So that's this week's crazy stat. Um, and speaking of expansion teams, I don't know if you know us, Andrew, but we were able to interview one of the expansion teams. We were? Specifically, yeah, we were. Actually, we were. Wow. Yeah, I know. It feels like it, feels like it never happened. But we actually were able to do that. Um, and that team is, of course, owned by the Brandon Sean Hubbard. And so we are going to head to that interview right now. Well, we're joined today by the one and only Brandon Hubbard. Brandon, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's an honor to be here. This is my first uh, first podcast I've been on, actually. No way. This is the uh, the origin story when they make the documentary about your life and how you became a, a famous podcast interviewee. You know, fifty years from now, this is gonna be this is gonna be right on that. This is a stage entrance. Yeah, this is where the uh, podcasting career takes off. Well, why don't you hit us with that uh, excellent radio voice and tell us what's going on in your life? What are you, what are you up to? What's been, uh, what's been happening in the world of Brandon? Yeah, I've been just hanging low here in uh, uptown in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, living with uh, Luke uh, Jackson and unfortunately no longer Matt Zabel. But we're just taking it easy, kind of hunkering down trying to get out and bike while I can, hit up a few breweries. But it's been kind of a quiet summer, obviously, with everything going on. You've been able to get outside and everything, though? Yeah, actually, I just bought a, um, a road bike this summer, so I've been really getting into that lately. It's a good way to stay active since my uh, gym membership's been, like, kind of closed. So I also just, like, don't want to go in with everything going on. So I've been trying to use that and, like, explore the city a lot. So it's been actually, like, really nice and to get outside and do a little adventuring. How is it, it biking around Minneapolis? It's like actually super nice. There's like trails and um, bike lanes everywhere. So I don't really have to bike on the streets, which is nice. My, uh, my mom appreciates that. Bunch of parks <laughs> to get to, which is super nice. And then I like biking along like the river. There's a bunch of nice spots to like sit down, like read a book. And just kind of like hang out and relax. Very Gotta nice. keep Jane happy. And old Mother Hubbard. Old Mother Hubbard in her cupboard. <laughs> well, that secret, uh, that secret cupboard we never we never, never figured were it able out, to open we? it we could never get in there huh you know what? i know the old secret but i'm gonna have to keep that to myself Ooh. oh no right on right. brandon uh last year was the first year that you're in the league it was um, what an entrance I, yeah <laughs> what an entrance it was i know that you did have some uh, at least a little bit of, of uh, experience with fantasy football since I have been in a college league with you for about four years now. Um, and if I if I'm remembering correctly, you generally did pretty well in that league. Um, I don't think you ever won it, but I feel like you were one of like the top three teams almost every year. Uh, what was the transition like coming from that other league into this one? You know, it was definitely uh, definitely a step up considering yeah, the other league we had was with our, like, college group for everyone else. And then 
I'd definitely say most of the people in that group definitely aren't the, uh, or at least not quite as the football minds that the people in this uh, this league are. So yeah, like definitely Jake. stiffer competition. <laughs> but I would admit that I probably came a little overconfident. Got spanked down a little bit, but you know what? We'll see how it goes uh, season two. Well, your record in the first season here was six and seven. You finished in ninth place, but you did have the fifth most points per game. So in playoffs, you were able to stay far away from the Sackle Bowl by scoring the most points of all teams in round one, putting up 149.7 and defeating David. So how would you summarize the success of your first season in the league? I'd say very average. It's like I'm looking back at my team now since like I remember who's all like on there and I'm like looking through the list and like there's no one that like really like jumps out at me. It's just like Todd Gurley, fine, then blown away. Joe Mixon, fine. Mari Cooper is a little better, I guess, but I feel like I definitely missed on a couple guys. Looks like it's like yeah. I don't know, I'd say good enough to maybe sneak me into the playoffs, but I mean even if I got in I would have gone too far yeah it seems like you didn't really have a lot of like major hits in the draft yeah but like overall you had a pretty solid draft um looking back at it um you did draft sammy watkins which wasn't great but your first eight picks all finished uh in uh the 9 to 14 range for their position um you mentioned todd Gurley. Uh, obviously underperformed, but he was still, you know, RB14. Um, then you had Joe Mixon, RB13, uh, Mari Cooper, wide receiver 9, Edelman, wide receiver 10, Henry, tight end 9, uh, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver 13, Matt Ryan, QB 13. Um, My no, defense no had real a great s- kicking game, though. <laughs> who, was, who was your kicker? For yeah, Will game? Lutz here for uh, oh, yeah. second-rate kicker. Yeah, that he was definitely definitely ranked higher. He, than he was the uh, bedrock of my team. Yeah, that's always it's always good to have your uh, your foundation be your kicker. That's always a path towards success. Um, so even though you didn't really have any standout players, um, what was your general strategy that helped you identify talent, um, especially when we were deeper in the draft? When get, well, I mean, when it gets deeper in the draft, it's definitely, for me, just best player available. I mean, earlier on, I try to focus more on the running backs since, like, they're, the depth there is a lot limited. And I don't care saying this because don't look at my draft strategy. It obviously doesn't work. But I usually try to stay stronger to running back early on and then kind of drift more into the wide receiver territory. But, yeah, later in the draft, I guess I'd just say, yeah, just, like, best player available. I'd made more apparent that my uh, research going into the draft wasn't as uh, extensive as a lot of you fellas, but did a lot of them uh, looking just at like player ranking lists and like stuff like that, which clearly wasn't enough, but. Did you, uh, to like identify best player available, did you do that by just following like an expert list or a few like expert lists or did you, did you form, yeah, I didn't like, like looking kind of, I mean, I guess I look at like last season stats, see who was like performing well, and then I do rely on like the projections to some extent, not too much, but yeah, a lot of like looking at like how people performed last year and then seeing it where like people moved. If someone got like traded to like a team with like a better QB or better offense, stuff like that. Nothing like too extensive though. I like to be a little more uh, free flowing on draft day, not be tied down to like a list or like data sets as much sure yeah just being able to have that flexibility and like you said just taking the best player available and i think you know looking back at your draft you certainly did getting some good value there um did you have a player on your roster who was your favorite um you know someone you really enjoyed watching play in the league oh gosh I think you might have already mentioned him in uh, Will Lutz. That is very true. I'm a big Will Lutz fan. Honestly, though, like, for actually, like, watching football, after, like, the Vikings play, I don't, like, put a ton of time into, like, watching, like, other teams. 
like during like a week I'll, like i'll obviously like watch the vikings game but after that i'll watch like maybe another game maybe two i guess usually like throw on like thursday night football or the primetime games but beyond that i don't like go out of my way to like watch my players like play throughout the week actually so follow-up question with that then, if the Vikings are the team that you primarily watch, when it comes to draft time, do you find yourself maybe going after some of the Vikings players a little bit earlier than they're projected to go? Mm, not really. I guess in our other in our college league, I did have um, Adam Thielen, who I really wanted, since he's like a favorite player of mine. I do have... Um, uh, uh madison i always like to have like one viking on my team just so i have like a little bit more to cheer for but obviously he didn't do too much he was a good um handcuff though with like obviously like cook not being able to play a full season and then i'm also just like a little bit higher on him i always liked him coming out of the draft but i try i tend i i wouldn't say i reach usually on like vikings players to like get my favorite player i don't think do you do that with former gopher players at all mm. <laughs> you know we don't have too many guys in the league so i haven't but now with tyler johnson joining the league i might have to yeah, he's got brady as his quarterback you know is he someone you take i mean if he falls to the right spot i definitely would right now i don't know where he's like projected to go but i would love to have tj on the team right now I- on ESPN, Tyler Johnson is projected to be wide receiver 115 off the board. <laughs> so, yeah, it's prob- probably undrafted. You know what? Hey, that- Round 16, I got dibs. All right, I'm, I'll throw that out there. All right. We can watch, respect Watch that. out for next year. He's gonna, next gonna year, I'm taking up. Rashad Bateman first round. Oh, yeah, that you is can hold me to it. Yeah, so so will some other NFL team, right? <laughs> Better be. So this might be a result of having such a solid draft, but you were one of only three teams from last year who did not make any trades at all. Um, are trades something you usually avoid? Gosh, or I was going to follow not... up on that. Yeah, I was going to say I had an all right draft, but I feel like, yeah, what definitely – didn't push me over the top was my lack of trade making. I, yeah, I usually tend not to do quite as many as a lot of people do. I'd, I don't, were I, there, sorry, were there uh, offers that you got that just weren't good enough that you passed on or were people just not really offering you? Anything? Yeah. I remember there was like a few, not too many. I'm trying to remember like some of, I know like, I think Zach proposed a trade, but, I yeah, he does that. <laughs> I wasn't too confident. In it. I'm I'm definitely a little more cautious when it comes to trades. I usually expect the worst from people, and then I'm I'm a little more cautious. I uh, I do. I was planning though this year. I think I might try and do a little bit more trading behind the scenes to see if I can like push my team over the top a little bit more and move some guys around if I need some help in certain areas. Like this last, I, I think like wide receiver, I was never like really like confident in my receivers. And I like thought about making a few trades, but uh, just never panned out. So when you do get a trade offer from somebody, how do you kind of assess the value of it to see if that's something that you would want to go through with? Yeah, I don't know. It's got, it, I don't go like, I look at like the, I guess, stats on the top, like, how much are like they averaging a game? I mean, I guess I look at like player rankings, but honestly, I feel like I rely on my gut a little bit. And usually my gut tells me no. <laughs> I I definitely can empathize with that. I feel like I always unless unless a trade is obviously in my favor or definitely will make my team better, I always assume that like the player I trade away is going to be great, and the player I get is all of a sudden going to be bad. Yeah, or and maybe like they stupid. know something that I don't, so they're like trying to get rid of this guy before something happens. I don't know. I I go into trades like very cautious usually. Well, uh, if you you mentioned that going forward, you think you'll you will want to trade more. How do you think you're going to go about doing that? 
I usually try to like wait for like a couple of weeks, obviously into the season to see like how my guys are doing, see if like some people are like lagging behind or if some guys are having like a surprising season and see if I can get like some value there and like get a good player in return. But yeah, I guess I'm just going to give it like a couple of weeks and see how the team stacks up. And then after that, it all depends how the guys are doing. If I'm like weak in like the running back room, then I'll certainly have to like make a trade if there's nothing going on the, on the waiver wire or vice versa. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a really good strategy. We're going to take a brief pause here from the interview to talk about this week's sponsor. This week we are sponsored by fiber one bars. These bars have a good flavor and 35% of the fiber needed by the average person for an average day. These remote-shaped snacks will keep you going all day long. Fiber One Bars. Well, Brandon, while we have you here, we're going to hit you with our everybody's favorite segment, the Would You Rather. So, James, you got a question ready? Oh, I got a few questions ready. Oh, oh hit me. Brandon Sean Hubbard. Jimothy McGee. Would you rather be allowed to do all the research you want and all the preparation you want, but then have nothing during the actual fantasy draft besides a pen and paper, or be completely blocked and blacklisted from all NFL and fantasy news until the morning of the draft and then be able to draft normally? Oh, I got to go with the second option. I'd be so stressed out if I could do a ton of research and then the day comes and then all I have is like, is my paper blank or do I have like notes on there from my research? Uh, I'm going to say it's blank, but like you can, you can write down notes. I can write down after. notes like the day of. Um, I'm going to say like you can write down notes but they have to be from your brain. Once you get that piece of paper. It's, oh, see, you know, I don't trust my no brain that much. No looking at a computer. That just sounds stressful to me. I guess, I mean, can we memorize like a ton of like players and stats, but like when it comes to them the day of, oh my gosh, I would like panic or something. I need to, I need to see like during the you, draft, here. like the players in front of me and like the I'll, stats. I'll give you this for the having no, no like information besides a pen and paper. I will give you the depth chart of all like the teams so that you at least like have a list of all the player names in front of you that you can like cross off and stuff. That would definitely but, sweeten the deal. But otherwise, otherwise you have, you know, you have no idea of the rankings other, other than from your brain. Yeah. I'd still go option two. That would definitely sweeten the deal, but I'd rather you ask like wake up maybe like early and just like, yeah, comb through some like player rankings, uh, depth charts, stuff like that. And then, do the quick cram before the draft and then maybe feel a little bit more confident than trying to remember everything that I like looked at mountain Island. Are you guys feeling the same way? Or are you guys going the other way? I think yeah. I'm going the other way just because I do an unnecessary amount of research leading up to the draft. I do billions of mock drafts. So I have a pretty good idea of where all the players are going. Um, so having all that research to do ahead of time and just a, a pen and paper is, is definitely the route that I would go. That's definitely fair. Yeah. Cause like before, honestly, like our draft, I didn't nearly do as much research as a lot of people. I did like, I think I did like, I looked at like one or two mock drafts. I didn't even like do any myself. And then I just like looked at like some like rankings and I didn't yeah do like the days and days and weeks of prep. Jimmy, how are you feeling? Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like when it comes to just like having a decent draft, I think my draft might be just as good if I just like wake up and like, you know, look at, you know, the consensus rankings and read a, a bit about the players. Like I probably want to spend a decent, like basically all day, you know, maybe not all day, but you know, a few hours looking at stuff. I feel like I would end up having the same draft as if I just had all my prep time and could use whatever resources. Um, but just not having like any fantasy or NFL news, that would annoy me so much. 
Um, and even though it would be difficult, I think I would probably just rather rather be able to take in all the information, do all the information I want, and then just trust myself that I'll be able to make the right picks um, without any aids at all. Trusting yourself. I like it. All right, moving on to question two. Would you rather sleep on the sidewalk outside your home and wake up feeling refreshed and overall feeling really well or sleep in your own bed, but when you wake up, you have a horribly bad hangover? Ooh. How long is this hangover lasting me? Like all day? Like as long as your worst hangover ever. Like, you know what? Honestly, I would wake up on the sidewalk in front of my house. That's all right. Could, I mean, couldn't have guessed that. <laughs> Only problem is, yeah, I mean, I live in the city here and we've had a couple of rough weeks, so might not be the safest option. But God, I would feel so much better if I woke up and I was like refreshed and like ready to go with my day. Do I have the um, chance of like waking up and having like shit thrown at me or people like drawing on my face are my belongings um, still in my pockets um i'm gonna say are people fucking with me like while i'm sleeping out there um the one thing you know is that you will wake up and you will not have a hangover and you will feel refreshed you know you what might that... feel refreshed but with yeah stuff thrown on you or painted on you but you know what? Oh, you're gonna be gosh, you're you gonna know what? Be that's good, good enough mood, for me I don't want to just be like slaying on the couch with like my mind just exploding from like the night before. Maybe that's fine every once in a while, but oh, I'd much rather be more clear headed. What about you, James? Um, yeah, like it depends on where you live, obviously, but. And even living in the suburbs. I was going to say, yeah, you down in Rosemount, I'd feel so much safer. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it still wouldn't be great to sleep on a sidewalk since, like, then all the neighbors would definitely see me there. Or I was going to say, you out there, you got to watch out for, like, the coyotes. (laughs) Yeah. I guess you never know. Um, I just hate, you know, I've I've been hung over a decent amount of times in my life. And I always hate it so much and it's the worst so like you know i'll take i'll take the you know even if i was in the city i'll probably do the sidewalk and just hope that people just ignore me um just because like being hungover is the worst thing ever and even if i can sleep in a nice bed i'm waking up hungover what's the point smee how you thinking um i'd probably do the sidewalk as well i can't remember the last time i woke up and actually felt like i got a good night of sleep so even if that (laughs) means i gotta do it on the sidewalk then that's what i'll do i mean honestly then you could honestly like dress up as like maybe like a homeless person and then maybe people like fuck off and leave you alone yeah yeah all right uh now not not quite a would you rather brandon but we Mm. do have a bonus question oh lucky me throwing in this segment um, so between the Minnesota Vikings, the Golden Gophers football team, Minnesota Wild, Gopher Hockey, and your own fantasy team, which one would you most want to win the next championship? Mm. So that's, so that's pro football and hockey, college football and hockey, and then your fantasy team. My first... Gut instinct is go for football. I'm definitely more of like a college sports fan. So I definitely I won't pick the wild, honestly. I don't think you know what? Just go through, go through. Who's, who's number one? Is it, is it go for football? I think go for football is my number one team. Then we got the Vikes number two. Okay. There's just like something different about like college like sports that, I don't know, just like adds that like extra element to me. I think this is like That's the fair. atmosphere is like just different to me. I know, so I kind of like how like there's like a little bit more like um team turnaround obviously with like guys graduating than like new guys getting recruited in. Kind of like how like the te- like the teams are um move a little bit more. How would you rank the rest of them? So, go for football and Vikings. Then, honestly, though, after that, then I might do the Wild just because like not as many people like follow like go for hockey, so like I'd get super excited. But then everyone else would be like, oh, congrats, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. It almost feel like if like Gopher softball won a national championship, people just be like, "Oh, that's nice," but it's like it's it's nice, but move on. Yeah. Wild it's hockey has is like such a bigger following that like there'd actually be like like statewide celebration from it. So then, so then between Gopher hockey and your fantasy team, which would you rather win a championship first? You can be selfish, uh, Brandon. It's allowed. Gosh, you guys might judge me, but I might put my fantasy team last. It would I, feel I good like that. beating you guys and having the bragging rights, but then out of like our like league, it wouldn't mean as much. Like if I'm talking to like my friends, they're like, "Oh, you won your fantasy league, cool." <laughs> yeah. See, I tried to. And then if we like, if we like both hockey know. wins, then we have the bragging rights over like UND in Wisconsin. I just fucking oh, hate yeah. those schools. That's nice. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would try to brag to strangers I won my fantasy league, and they were not that impressed. Gotta say. There's like, oh, you're one of those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so so go for, go for football, Vikings, Wild, go for hockey, fantasy team. Smeed, what, how would you rank them? Oof. I think I gotta go Wild first. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Minnesota Wild fan. Very yeah, much. That's your number one team, right? Yep, they're my number one team. Um, then I'll go Vikings second. Would really like to see them win it. Um, I'll put my team third, my fantasy team third, uh, just because I've never really been into college. Um, but I like to watch the Gophers when they're doing well, so I'll put the, the football team next. And then uh, never really got into Gopher hockey. I don't really follow that, so I'll put them last. Yeah, it's fair. Definitely you didn't, fair you didn't go to the U of M, so they were just. A I was less. raised to go for hockey fans, so I had to put them on there. But yeah, I know like a lot of people don't really follow them at all. Plus, they've been disappointing the last several years. All right, James, how about you? Uh, definitely Vikings number one because they're my number one team. Um, so Vikings. Then, honestly, I was thinking. Like, I'm usually pro sports over uh, college sports, but I think I would put go for football before the wild just because, like, I don't know. Th- this last year where we, like, broke into the top ten or at least, like, a week. Felt so good. That was, that, that was really fun because, like, we shouldn't – like, we were not supposed to be that good. And just, like, being in the same conversation as some of the best teams in the nation – that was so much fun and I just really like football and you know being a ex you know a U of M alumni got it got to cheer for the Gophers. um so yeah Vikings and Gophers football then the wild um then honestly it's kind of toss up to my fantasy team and go for hockey because I've never seen Gophers hockey win a championship but they have won a bunch of championships in the past. It's only been so it wouldn't be a huge 17 deal. years. Yeah, I guess it's been a while. But I guess I'll probably, you know, since I've, my, I've won two out of the last three years, I'll say I'd rather have go for hockey win. But, like, once they win, it's, like, back, back to my fantasy team. I just want to win. Everyone, uh, be sure to send us your rankings in uh, your – weekly emails to us well with that let's head on back to the official interview section all right brandon we got a few more questions here for you hit me with them so with the limited sample size of just one season played you've faced off against zach twice and gone zero and two you've played james twice and gone one and one you've played david twice and gone one and one and your closest matchup was against Jake, where you won by just 0.3 points. <laughs> so with that, who do you expect to become your biggest rival in the league? Is it one of those players? Is it someone else? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, rivalries like take long to develop. See, I don't want to say Zach. I feel like everyone's got a rivalry with Zach because he's always so good, right? Yeah, he's well... pretty solid. <laughs> I guess, yeah. As hard as that is to say. <laughs> I guess he's pretty good. Did win. 
I guess winning is an objective measure of goodness. Yeah, it's hard with yeah, just one season, just playing like all the teams only twice. I, yeah, I can't say I have like a ri- rivalry set quite yet. I mean, naturally, I feel like I have a little bit of a rivalry with Matt Zabel being expansion bros. But he's just too nice to hate. That is true. Another stat to throw out out there at you, your highest score or your highest points for when playing someone is against me. You put up 129.8 points when you went against me. Damn right, bud. Is this kind of your uh, start of our little rivalry here, Brandon? I think you're probably the uh, person in the league that I've known the longest in my life. I mean, it's going to be a tough rivalry for me, but... I mean, you're undefeated against Andrew, right? Yeah. When I ask me, like, 1-0? 1-0. 1-0, perfect. All right, well, yeah, you can talk to me once you finally beat me there. All right, all right. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, can't be a rivalry yet. Yeah, put up or shut up. (laughs) <laughs> i'll see you next year all right gloves are off well, what, what is uh me and james at we're um, one and one you're one, one and one, one. yeah okay yeah. That's fair. you did you i think you uh I, I had a chance had a slim chance of making playoffs at the end which you helped crush by beating me near the end of the season well it makes me a little happy to be honest yeah it is kind of hard, though, because yeah, I haven't had any, like, um, playoff games, which are always... Well, yeah, the one against heated. David, where you did crush him. I had David. That was also in, like, the loser's bracket, which... Yeah. Obviously a little less meaning. Still good to help yeah. you avoid that punishment. Uh, you know, we saw what the calendar brings with with Jake's uh, announcement there, but, <laughs> you know, those those wins in the loser bracket See, are, that are punishment to me doesn't sound that bad. That would, like... <laughs> That'd be a little fun, honestly. The one punishment I wouldn't want is uh, Luke's when he had to do stand-up. Oh, my gosh. I would hate that. So, Brandon, we asked this question of Matt Zabel, too, since he was also an expansion team last year. Um, But do you feel that you have a better sense of your opponents now that you've played with all of us for a year? Um, And you plan on using any of that information you have gleaned to your advantage in the coming years? I'd say I probably have a little bit better idea how people like enter the draft, but like in terms of like head to head head matchups, not as much. I mean, when you play different people, you don't usually change how you set your lineups really as much, do you? You no, not really. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna but, play like my best guys available. So for the draft, playing though. that week's not doesn't isn't going to have much of an impact. But obviously everyone enters like the draft differently. So, I mean, and like has slightly different like strategies. So, I mean, that would potentially help a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of knowing the tendencies of the people around you can help you. Like maybe someone goes a little bit more, yeah, like running back heavy or likes to get a QB a little early or maybe go for a kicker in round three. I don't know. Yeah. It can help you play the ADP game a little more intelligently if you have a sense of, you know, what what position a player might go after early or late. Yeah, exactly. Or I guess maybe if they have favorites too. Yeah. I found that can apply to uh, trades too sometimes. Like if you know, I mean, like uh, not to to show my hand, but I know that – when the Patriots were, you know, at their full height, Cy, Cy was a pretty, a pretty big fan, you know, big Tom Brady fan and Patriots fan in general. And so I would, I would tend to try and to wagon. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he's still a fan. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but I know I would try to like trade him Gronk and be like, Hey, he's a Patriot. So you should give him, give me more valuable players in return. Cause you like the Patriots. Um, sometimes you can get away with stuff like that oh for sure well brandon speaking of the draft do you have a favorite draft day beverage something you like to have in your hand while you're drafting uh, you know i really don't i mean i'd probably just go with like a 
nice light beer, maybe get like a slight buzz to calm the nerves a little bit, maybe like a McGolden or a Miller Lite, but I don't have like a my set go-to beverage to give me a little luck or anything like that. Maybe that's what you need this next year. Maybe you got to find that one. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I am you a could, little uh, I am a little superstitious, I guess. So I mean, just think all the help I can get. A little stitious? Well, I know in like little soccer I had like a couple like superstitions. Really? With with the beer you drank before game? <laughs> Not with the beer I drank, no. I just oh, had like always... my like set like pump up like playlists and songs I had to listen to and stuff like that. Do you have any of those for the draft? Any songs? Oh man. Not really. I mean the morning of the draft I like to whack it. Calm my nerves <laughs> a little bit and get ready, get in the right like mindset. But other than that, I mean I'm just I'm going in there, I'm ready to go get going. Now, now, as a as a non-explicit podcast, um, that oh, you of course meant weed whacking in, um, you know, like like your yard, just, just just trimming trimming the edge of the lawn along the house. Oh, exactly. Yeah. See, I like to keep like a nice, like well-groomed house. So, yeah, always mm-hmm. got to trim the edges, make sure everything's looking nice. Yep, makes and the like, house look bigger. And like when you go to cook a burger, you really like to beat the meat. <laughs> Make sure it's nice and pounded, really. really I like hammering. some nice and tender meat, nice yeah. tender patties. Mm-hmm. Especially before the draft, just gets your mind clear. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Now, Brandon, didn't you have a didn't you have a pet snake that you would sometimes strangle for good luck oh, in front God. of? <laughs> oh, thankfully I did. <laughs> the day of the draft. Yeah, that uh, that anaconda. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think it was that. like a like a gardener snake. <laughs> yeah, it was a gardener snake, like Andrew said. Oh. You don't have a favorite draft day beverage, but do you have a favorite golf day beverage? Something you like to have in your hand or in your cart while you're out there golfing? You know what? I definitely learned from our uh, college friend Charlie that I definitely need to have a couple. Um, brewskis with me out in the course uh, or else i just get way too uh inside my head i used to uh man yeah i'd get a little frustrated if i had like hit a couple bad shots so now i try to bring a couple like beers with me to keep me a little more level-headed i usually try to do like a beer every like two or three holes calm my nerves and yeah kind of make sure i'm not getting too frustrated not thinking about my shots too much so yeah usually yeah Couple like Miller Lights or McGoldens in the bag usually helps. Yeah, are you going to be bringing that strategy to the competition on draft weekend? Oh, for, I'm excited for that. Honestly, that was like one of the best parts of draft weekend last weekend or last year. One last question for you, Brandon. You had a pretty solid first year, but it unfortunately wasn't quite enough and it left you on the outside of playoffs looking in. And that has now made you the only team of 12 to have never made the winner's bracket. What is the biggest thing that you have to do this upcoming season to make playoffs and potentially more? Man, I heard that before. That's rough. First out of 12. Yeah. Sean, Sean did make it for the first time last year. Oh, well, good for Sean. And, and Matt was able to make it his first year. Cause he's, cause he's a good, a good fantasy boy. Yeah, well, he's a better footballer than me. So, God, I feel, I feel like I touched it like on it earlier, but like, yeah, I had like a fine draft. But I think that's it was just like fine. I didn't like after that do anything to push me over the top. So I think this year, yeah, it's like being a little more active on like the waiver wire, maybe, and then proposing a few more trades to help out those like position groups that I'm like struggling on. Cause I know I definitely didn't do that last year. And, I was just never fully confident in some guys. So I definitely need to be a little more active after the draft. And then obviously you need to have a good draft, but you always got to improve after that. I mean, your team's not going to be set after that. How was I in terms of like waiver wire action? Was I kind of like average in like the middle of the group? Yeah, you had um, 17 transactions over the course of the year. And as we talked about, um, zero trades. Um, 17 transactions was the seventh, seventh most. So right in the middle. Okay. That sounds about right. A lot of those are probably like defense too, though. 
feel like I usually like trade out my defenses quite a bit. I think I trade some like wide receivers a little bit, but yeah, I just need to be more active after the draft and like moving guys around if some guys aren't like doing it or if some guy yeah builds his like value up a little bit and then I can like get something a little bit more from him. So hopefully I'll be a little more active this year with that. Then obviously going into the draft, probably doing a little bit more research than I did last year and I don't know, having maybe a little bit more of a strategy going in rather than just like, ah, this guy did good last year, highly ranked. Let's go with him. Very nice. Well, we've got about three and a half weeks for you to get that research in and looking forward to seeing you in person on draft weekend. And thank you again for your time here today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I guess you kind of had to, but look forward to seeing you boys there. Oh, man, that was, that was incredible. I'm, I'm just winded from all of the excitement of that interview. How are you? Are you hanging in there? Um, I, I am currently starfished on the carpet and I'm just, I'm barely hanging on. Yeah, I can't, I don't even have the energy that just, that interview just, it's, it took all my energy and I'm just. It's gone. No, it's not. No, I'm, I'm here. This is where I am for the next hour. All right. Well, if you need someone, if you need me to come get you, blink twice. I can't. I can't. I can't even reach my life alert. It's too, oh. too far away. Well, it was a splendid chat with Brandon. So grateful to have him on the show. So grateful to have you guys listening in and can't wait to see you later this week. Signature sign off. Wink. Well, Brandon, I know that well, we all love Fiber One Bars. Big fan. Season. I can give testimonial to that. Highly recommend them. Just out of void three in one day. That, oof, you don't want that. <laughs>